Hello and welcome to the New Hope Church Podcast. You're listening to our series, Freedom. Don't forget to check us out online at www.newhopechurch.tv and follow us on all social media at New Hope Church TV. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy. We're going to hear from the Word of God today. Are you ready to hear from the Word of God? Are you, are you sure? You want to hear from the Word of God? Are you sure? Okay, here we go. Stupid people spend their money as fast as they get it. Oh, ouch. Okay, does anybody qualify? Don't answer that question, but I know that a lot of people qualify for what this verse is saying because a study last year said 78% of all working folks live paycheck to paycheck, which means we spend our money as fast as we get it. That, my friends, is God's IQ test. God can say, is this person smart or not? Let's find out. Give them a $100 bill. Let's see how long they keep it. And a lot of us are not passing the test. And in order for things to get better, something has to change. My friend Barry Cameron, he's a pastor at Crossroads Christian. He's in a town about four and a half hours north of here. Uh, The town begins with the letter D. He says things don't get better by chance, they get better by, can you see it? Choice. So you make a choice. You can sit around all day hoping that your situation improves or you can choose to make it better. And the choice that we gotta make if we want to get to freedom is we gotta trust God and what he says in his words, we gotta trust him with our finances. And boom, this is where a lot of people get nervous. This is where a lot of people even get hostile. I know because I've received the emails before. They don't wanna hear about money. They wanna hear about how much Jesus loves them, but don't tell, Jesus don't tell me what to do with my money. Jesus, don't tell me how to, don't, the Lord, no, the Lord just needs to talk about salvation. But here's, here's an interesting quote that I saw a few years back. If we can't trust God with our finances, how can we trust him with our eternity? Yeah, okay. So today, we're going to dig in his word. We're going to hear what he has to say about the blessings that he has already given to us and the blessings that he wants to give. I'm going to give you the points in reverse order today. Three, two, one. See that on your listening guide? Three, two, one. And that's because I want to end on the most important one. So three, two, one. Everybody with me? Are you all confused? Okay, if you're confused, you won't be confused when we get to number two. And then you'll be confused again when we get to number one. But let's start at number three. Work our way backwards and work our way to the top. We move toward freedom when, first of all, we enjoy the blessings. When we enjoy the blessings. Now this may sound like a strange point in a sermon about getting to the place of financial freedom. But it's an important point to make. If you can't be happy with what you have today, I know something about you. You're gonna be in trouble financially tomorrow. If you can't be happy with what you have today, you're gonna be in trouble financially tomorrow. This is, this is part of living within your means. As I said last week for an example, all of us have clothing, but still we wake up. It's not like we don't have any clothing in our dressers or any clothing in our closet, but we wake up some days and we say, I don't have anything to wear. Is that true or not? Technically, it's not, did you shake your head? Yes. <laughs> Technically, it's not true because we do have clothing. It's just that one day we wake up and we say the clothing that I have been blessed with in my life at this point is not good enough anymore. Therefore, we say I have nothing to wear. 
We do it in a lot of areas of our lives. We say, my vehicle, I used to love my vehicle, but now I don't like my vehicle anymore. It's not good enough for me. My house is not good enough. The subdivision where I live, the neighborhood where I am, not good enough. The place where I usually eat, the restaurants that I go to, the places where I shop, not good enough anymore. Used to be good enough. We used to appreciate those blessings, but we fall out of love with those blessings and we're no longer thankful. Listen to me. Why would God give you more if you're not grateful for what he's already given you? It's about contentment right here. Philippians chapter four, Paul talks about contentment. He says, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. So first of all, the apostle Paul says, I, I know both sides of this coin. And uh, he said, I know how to be content in any situation. I'm going to tell you one of the things you need to be content is you need to not compare yourself with other people. I believe most of our money problems begin when we start comparing ourselves to other people, when we start wanting to get what they've got. And, and I'm, here's the truth for you. There's always going to be people in this world who have more than you. You figured that out yet? There's always going to be people in this world that have a Nicer vehicle, a nicer home, nicer clothes. Always going to be somebody that has a, a brand new version of what you have. Don't let that fact cheat you out of enjoying what God has given to you right now. If you have an old car, for instance. How many of you got an old car? Old car? Okay, very good. I, uh, <clears throat> I have an old truck that I'm in love with. Uh, 288,242.7 miles as of this morning when I parked it. 288,242.7. I remember it because the .7, that's God's perfect number. And I was like, yes, when I parked. It's the little things. And um, my wife hates the truck. She's wanted me to get a new truck for a long time. She hates the truck. She hates riding in it. She hates smelling it. She hates looking at it. And, and... And she's been praying against my truck for a long time that the Lord would take it out of service. But I keep praying that the Lord will keep it going and it has continued to go, which means the Lord listens to me. The Lord does not listen to my wife. My prayers are stronger. I have more favor. She just lives in the favor that I have received from, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. She doesn't like my truck. Let's just leave it at that. She doesn't like my truck. And uh, that for three years now, solid three years, the check engine light has been on. Three years straight, so the check engine light, which if you're taking notes and you know that you cannot pass inspection with the check engine light on. You can't. But here's the truth. You're going to think I'm lying. Just believe me. Every year when it's time to get inspected, the check engine light goes off. And the day it goes off, it's like, it's time, man. I need to take this truck and I need to get it fixed. I look down and the light is off and I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's get to it. <laughs> Roll up right next to the, to the garage bay there, get out. There's like, what are you here for, sir? Inspect it now, hurry. <laughs> get it inspected, roll out. Thank you, Jesus, another year. Um, but anyway, if you have an old vehicle and I saw some of you had your hands up, don't. You, you can get discontent. And here's what people do when they get discontent. They stop caring for what God has blessed them with. They don't enjoy it anymore. If you have something that God has blessed you with, even if it's old, take care of it. Wash it. Wash your car. 
wax it, put some tire shine on it, give it a little bit of love, okay? <clears throat> Again, why would God give you more if you're not taking care of and enjoying what he's already given to you? It's like if you have children and you buy one of your kids something and uh, they take it and they break it and they leave it outside in the rain and the heat and they just, they t totally don't take care of it at all. And then they come to you and they say, hey, uh, you know that thing that you got me? I want a better one now. What's the answer? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And if you thought something else was the answer, come, we'll have a parenting series later. You can come to that. But the answer is absolutely not because you don't reward bad behavior. You don't give them something else if they haven't taken care of what they already have. In order to get something better, you got to take care of what you already have. And God is the perfect father. Why is he going to give you something better when you're trashing out what he gave to you before? Am I preaching that or not? Back to Philippians. So he says, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret. Circle the words, the secret here. There's a secret coming up. I know the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in poverty or living in what. Before we talk about the secret he learned, let me let you in on a little secret about the world. <clears throat> Most people are in debt up to their eyeballs. You go to any neighborhood in our part of the world, doesn't matter how big the houses are, how many toys there are in the driveway or in the garage, most people are in too much debt. In fact, it doesn't matter the neighborhood. If it's a richy rich neighborhood or, or a modest neighborhood, the statistics are the same. People are living, most of them are living paycheck to paycheck. Doesn't matter how big the house is. In fact, um, Pastor Mike from our Friendswood campus sent me the link to an article that appeared this past week in the Houston Chronicle. Several Houston suburbs ranked most debt-ridden cities in the state study finds. Voila, Pearland. Says several Houston area suburbs were ranked as some of the most debt-ridden cities in Texas, according to a recent Lending Tree study. The study found Pearland residents carry the second highest debt load in the state of Texas with residents there carrying an average of $32,468 in non-mortgage debt. Most of the debt can be contributed to auto debt, which accounts for 40% of the debt in Pearland, according to the study. Missouri City, League City, and Spring followed far, not far behind Pearland, rounding out the, uh, the rankings of the top 10 Texas cities in the most debt. According to the, across the state, about 60% of the people carry auto debt. Listen to this, 82% of Texas residents carry credit card debt, 82%. 37% of people carry personal loan debt, 24% carry student loan debt, according to the study. So okay, wow, okay, wow. So read it at the beginning, stupid people spend money as fast as they get it. So we, we're at another level in this part of the world not in a good way because we're not only spending money as fast as we can get it we still want other things and so we do this we're not content with what we have we're not grateful for what we have because we want more we want better we want bigger and so we go listen we go buy money to buy what we can't afford 
That's what you do when you pull out the credit card. That's what you do when you get a loan. Yeah, I want, I want this, I want this, but I don't have the money for this. How are we going to get it? I'm going to go over here, I'm going to buy some money, and I'm going to give this person the money, and now i gotta, I got to pay off not only that thing that I just purchased, but I also have to pay off the interest, so I gotta, I gotta buy the money and buy the thing. We end up paying twice as much for the thing, whatever it was. And the problem with a lot of consumer debt is this. Um, well, there's a lot of problems with it. Here's just here's one of the big ones. We typically buy depreciating assets when we use consumer debt, and so when we buy something, we drive off of the lot, and it is worth less than we owe on it. So we could not sell it for what we just paid for it. And not only that, because of the interest, we're going to pay a third or twice as much as, as the asking price was once we pay all of the interest. It's a, it's a sham, guys. And, and whether it's a sofa or a, a sofa and love seat or a bedroom set, unless, unless the Astros win, uh, <laughs> whatever it is isn't worth what we owe. And some of you are into that, but I'm just saying, man, man, be careful, all right? And according to the article, we are right in the middle of it. We're the, the, we're, this area is some of the worst at this. But here's what I'm saying. Let's be an example for our area. How about that? We got enough people in our church, so you take care of what it is that you owe. That's gonna change you. It's gonna change your family tree. It's gonna be better for your kids. It's gonna be better for your grandkids. But as a church family, if enough of us get this right, it could change our community. When other people see the example that we're setting of getting our finances in order and walking toward freedom, maybe this church family can help turn the tide in our area. By the way, if you got some debt and, and, uh, and you want to do something about it, this week in Financial Peace University, we're going to talk about the debt snowball and how to get rid of debt quickly, as quickly as you possibly can. And if you want to hear about it, you can come to this campus on Tuesday night. I believe it'll be right in this room, maybe, maybe in another room, but we'll guide you once you get here. You don't have to. You don't have to pay for the whole course, but I want, I want you to get this. If you're struggling with debt, if you've got too many creditors after you right now, come to this week's session Tuesday night, 7 p.m., learn from Dave Ramsey about how to do the debt snowball. If you like the class, you can continue on and pay and get all the online resources. But I'm just saying, please come. Please come. Because some of you are in bondage, and we want you to have freedom. Okay? So Paul says, I got a secret. I got a secret. I know the secret of being content in, any, in every situation. Verse 13, I can do this through him who gives me the strength. Wow, that, I thought that verse was to win football games or to uh, pass the final exam that you didn't really study for. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. But this verse is right here in the middle of what we're talking about, of being content and enjoying what God has blessed us with. If, just so you know, there's nothing wrong with upgrading your life, of getting something new, bright and shiny. Nothing wrong with that if you can afford it. You with me? But a lot of people want to upgrade their life, but their income isn't upgraded. And so instead of upgrading, they actually downgrade their life and don't even know about it. 
This is the economic, part of the economics class that a lot of people slept through. Live within your means, something Washington, D.C. needs to learn too, amen? But personally, whether you have a little or a lot, thank God for it. Live with a heart of gratitude. I'm not saying you can never get anything new, but you need to learn to thank God for what it is that you have. In fact, one of the most beautiful things I think a person can see is when you're driving through maybe a modest neighborhood and you see a modest home and it just kind of stands out because the, the yard is well kept, there's some flowers up by the door, the walk is swept, and the front door is painted a beautiful color and you don't know who lives inside but you do know this about them, they are thankful for what they have. Are you thankful for what God has given to you at this moment in your life? If you are, then you can move toward freedom, all right? Number two on your listening guide. And please listen just a little faster. Number two, protect the blessings. Protect the blessings. A bank rate survey last year found that six in 10 people would not be able to handle a $1,000 emergency if it came up. And we've already talked about how many people live paycheck to paycheck. Not good because that means one unexpected expense could knock them off of that precarious position that they're now on and send them into a downward spiral because here's what happens to a lot of people. When an unexpected expense comes, they pull out the credit card. So they've got the credit card for emergencies, but then their emergency puts them deeper in this downward cycle of debt, which is incredibly difficult to get out of. So how do we, according to this, protect the blessings? Pretty easy, to, it's pretty simple, but a lot of people never do it. Proverbs 14, 8 says, the wise man looks ahead. So the wise man does what so far? He looks ahead. The fool attempts to fool himself and won't do what? Face the facts. So putting this together, the wise man looks ahead and he faces the facts. So if you want to be wise, look ahead, figure out what's coming down the road, and then face those facts. As we saw in the verse today, if, if you spend everything as fast as you get it, you're kind of stupid. We don't want to be kind of stupid. We want to be real wise. So let's look ahead and face the facts. Here's a fact that I want to share with you today. And I think it's on your listening guide. The fact is things break. Things break. Everything in your life that you have purchased eventually is going to need to be repaired or replaced. And I'm not going to give you a list because then one of those things will break this week and you're going to call the church mad at me because I spoke it with my words and it came into existence and I'm a prophet of doom and you hate me now and you think the church should pay for it. Um, but the deal is, things do break, correct? Things break, don't be afraid to say it, things break. So, okay, so there's, there's nothing such as an unexpected expense. There are unwanted expenses, lots of them, but nothing is really unexpected. To be shocked that something that you purchase once upon a time needs to be repaired, to be shocked at that, is, as the Bible says, attempting to fool yourself and not facing the facts when the fact is things break. That's why one of the things that you need if you're gonna move toward financial freedom this week is you need $1,000 in an emergency fund. You gotta have it. You gotta have some money in an emergency fund. In fact, I would say every single family in our church needs two things, a roll of duct tape, and a $1,000 emergency fund. Um, the other day, uh, my, my lawnmower, the, the guard came off and, uh, and was broken. And so, you know, I could get on Amazon, try to find a new one, or I could use duct tape. I used duct tape, okay? 
I don't know if that's beneath some of you, but I'm just saying, you don't have to spend money every day on things. Some things can be repaired. So the $1,000 here, very important when you really do need to spend some money. How do you get $1,000 into an emergency fund when you don't have $1,000 in the first place? You get creative, you sell stuff, you work longer hours, you cut some expenses, you do whatever it takes as quickly as you can to get $1,000 into that emergency fund. And I know the issue in families, we've had it in my own, one person in the house thinks something is an emergency, another person does not, correct? So we need to be on the same page right now. So this is, I'm just doing this to help all of us. So I'm gonna throw some examples up here. You tell me if they're an emergency or not. First one is a sale at Macy's. So it's like 75% off, we got no money whatsoever, but we have $1,000 just rotting away over here in an emergency fund. Is this, would this be considered an emergency? Absolutely not, very good. Uh, next one is a little tougher. A sale at Hobby Lobby. <clears throat> and the reason I say it's a little tougher because the family that owns Hobby Lobby, they're Christians, and so would the Holy Spirit in this family create an idea for a sale when they know you don't have any money right now uh, but you do have $1,000 emergency fund. Would it be okay to crack the emergency fund and get some of that money out to spend for a sale? Is, is this an emergency or not? Okay, very good. Not an emergency. Felt, felt like it for a moment there. Uh, they're getting a little bit trickier. Okay, uh, next one is, dad cut his finger. We think he may need to go to the emergency room. Is this an emergency? Duct tape. You're right, duct tape. How many of you have done that? Anybody done that? Okay, very good. There's the, the men in the house today. Praise the Lord. Okay, last one here. Uh, I dropped my phone and broke the glass. I need my phone. I got all my emails, got texts. I got to cruise Amazon. And now whenever I'm shuffling, it feels like I'm getting shards of glass in the tip of my index finger. Um, I don't have any money, but I have $1,000 in the emergency fund. Is this, this is a vital thing for me. Is this an emergency? Clear duct tape. That's clear duct tape. You can still scroll, baby. I've done it. More like packing tape, but it'll work. Um, now, the reason I'm making a big deal, not about duct tape, but about an emergency fund that is used only for emergencies is because, friends, this is the thing. This is the thing that's going to trip you up. When you're walking toward freedom, I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. Things are going to break. When you make the commitment, and maybe you make it today, that you're gonna, you, you, you as a family are gonna to walk toward freedom. Something's gonna break, man. Something's gonna break sooner or later. And, and if you're not ready, then, then you're gonna take two steps back. And for a lot of people, it's one step forward and two steps back. I'm saying let's get on the same page, let's make this happen so that we'll be ready for whatever comes next. Let's be wise and face the facts. So on your listening guide, there really is a place for you to sign on the dotted line here, not dotted, sign on the straight line. And you can see here it has name, Z. That's not for all your aliases of your different credit cards. This is for, if you're married, this is for you and your spouse if you're in church together today. I will create an emergency fund of at least $1,000 as soon as possible. So you do, if you're married, you need to be on the same page. Sign this, move forward toward freedom. Then go home, and if you don't have $1,000, find some things in the garage to sell to garage sale. Um, if you just purchase some things, take them back. 
look through the sofa for loose change, go in your kids' rooms when they're not at home, do whatever, but get this account funded as soon as possible. Let's just say in the next week or two, if possible. No more lost ground in your journey to freedom. It ends today. Let me tell you something. I want you free. This church family wants you free. You know who else wants you free? God. God really wants you free. If God wants you free, you know what? Satan doesn't want you free. He wants the opposite for you. He wants you to keep you in bondage. And I'm not saying Satan breaks everything, but I am saying today I'm talking about this topic and during one of the earlier services, my mic broke. My mic broke. Is that the devil? Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just saying this is important because we're moving toward freedom. Don't let anything stop you from moving toward freedom in your life. Then the most important one, number one on your listening guide. We move toward freedom when we ensure the blessings, not, not I ensure, but E ensure, meaning make sure that the blessings continue in our lives. And the way that we make sure that the blessings continue in our life is we put the blesser before the blessings. Put the blesser before the blessings. Pretty simple. Matthew chapter six. Jesus said, don't worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And if you stop right there, you would think, wow, if you're, if you're a Christian, then you shouldn't even go after these things. But that's not what he's saying here. For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need him. What he's saying is they run after those things first, okay? But we're supposed to do this, verse 33. But seek First, his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you as well. This is the principle of the first, putting God first. You put God first in any area of your life, he's gonna bless the rest. Put him first, he blesses the rest. I believe this with all my heart. I'm not blowing smoke at you. I believe with all my heart. Um, I've been a believer for a long time, all the way back from when... And this is going to sound trite, but hopefully I'll make the point. My dad was a pastor. I grew up in church. I've heard sermons about it. But the thing that cemented this for me in my belief system was when I was 15, I heard the story of the widow's might. The widow went to church or went to the temple. Everybody else is putting money in the offering box at the church. The widow comes up. She puts in two mites, or for us it would be like two pennies. She drops those in. Jesus with his disciples are watching people put money in. No pressure there, right? They're watching people put money in. And Jesus says to his disciples, check it out. She put in more than anyone else, which raised the obvious question, how's that so? Um, Jesus said, because the others put in, gave, the others gave out of their abundance, she gave all she had to live on. So I got real fired up. Went home, and I looked through everything that I had for money. I had money that I was uh, in, a, in a little bank that I had. I had money in my top drawer of my dresser. I had some coins I was collecting because I thought they would be worth something someday of you know, value. I took everything that I could find. I had no bills when I was 15, but I took all the coins I could find. The next week I took them and put them in the offering plate at church. No big deal, 15 year old kid gave a few bucks probably. 
The next week, I got my driver's license. A friend of mine at high school said, I need to get a batting glove. You want to go to the sporting goods store with me? We had one little sporting goods store in our town, our little town. It was kind of world famous in that area, the coolest place in town, I believe. And so I said, yeah, I'd love to go with you. So we, we walked to my house, which was a block away, took my mom's Chevette, and, <laughs> and drove, not a Corvette, Chevette, and, and drove, they don't make them anymore if you're curious, but we drove the two or three more blocks to the sporting goods store. He bought the batting glove. I talked to the owner. The owner of the store was very talkative. And so we stood there talking. And before I left, he said this to me. He said, hey, you want a job? And I said, we here? He said, yeah, you want to come? Yeah, I'd love to have you work here. I was like, yeah. I never thought I could get a job, I guess, but yeah, for sure. He said, okay, you start today after school. I was like, okay, here we go. And I worked there for four years. Four years, minimum wage, not a lot, but so many valuable life lessons. Even when I went away to college, I'd come back and work there. Now, here's the deal. I bought my own cars after that. I bought all my own clothes ever since I've been a sophomore in high school. And some of you are saying, yeah, it shows. But I bought all my own clothes from the time I was a sophomore in high school on, paid for most of my college out of pocket. I mean, uh, not just with that, but just working. And it all started, in my mind, it all started when I just gave the Lord everything. And that was a wild moment for me looking back when I said, I, last week I had a few bucks. This week I got a paycheck. This week I got a paycheck because I trusted, I trusted God. That was my first of now many wow moments. This, my friends, is the principle of the first. In the Bible, they refer to it as the tithe. That's where you take whatever God blesses you with and you give the first fruits to the Lord. They talked about it last week in FPU if you weren't here. They talked about it, which is kind of cool. They said the very first thing you do when you get paid and, and you are making out your budget is you give 10% to the church you attend to the Lord's work. That's not something they pulled out of thin air. It's in the Bible, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the New Testament, Jesus says this in Luke 11, you should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. So to Jesus, yeah, it's a given. And then once you take care of this baseline stuff, then get on to even the more important things. But when we put him first in this area, he blesses the rest. Put him first, he blesses the rest. Put him first, he blesses the rest. And, and some of you need his blessing. And uh, I'm, I'm going to challenge you to test him in this, just like the Bible says. And if you, um, you want to check this out, I'm going to encourage you to go online on our website, sign up for recurring giving and if you do this week, if you sign up for recurring giving, because like for me personally, I have mine on the day I get paid, the only thing that happens in my account is the tithe comes out every payday, every payday. You say, you really believe this? We sold our house a while back. We bought it for this much 20 years ago, 21 years ago. We, we bought it for this much. We sold it for this much. This was the profit. We took 10% of the profit before we bought a lamp for the new house. We took 10% of the profit, sent it to the church, to the Lord's work. Yes, I believe. And I need the Lord's blessing in my life. And I want him to continue blessing me and blessing this church family and blessing my family. So if you'll do this, if you'll take this chance and you'll sign up for recurring giving, I've asked the finance team to send me your name not the amount, but your name. 
And once I get your name, here's my promise to you. I'll pray for you every single morning during my devotions at my kitchen table until Thanksgiving. And on Thanksgiving, I'm going to pray a prayer of Thanksgiving for you, and then you're on your own, okay? But I think by the time we get to Thanksgiving, you're going to know that God is good and that, and that he lives up to his word, especially this. Are you going to get rich? Eh, you're going to be taken care of. My God will meet all your needs, not greeds. My God will meet all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So it's according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Okay, follow me now. Jesus is where it all starts and where it all finishes. Jesus is the one who paid your sin debt on the cross. All of us had a debt of sin that we could not pay. Every single one of us. We're all sinners. Jesus willingly paid our sin debt for us on the cross. And if you've never accepted what he did for your salvation, I gotta tell you something, you're still in debt. You're still in debt. Now don't run out of here talking about the debt snowball if you've got a huge debt in your heart and soul that hasn't been paid yet. Today, that balance can be zero. In fact, it can be the glorious riches of Christ Jesus on your record now. If you'll accept him, prayer partners will be down front. If you need prayer for anything, come on down before you leave today, okay? But let's enjoy what he's given us. Let's protect what he's given us. Let's ensure that the blessings continue. Would you stand with me, please? Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I know there's probably some nervous folks because they're like, oh no, oh no, he went there. That's because I, I know, Lord, what it's like to trust and to put you first and then to see in turn what it is that you can and want to do in our lives. And so, Lord, I'm praying for those who are thinking about, about taking us up on this challenge. And, and so, God, bless them as they take steps of faith and uh, do something good in their life. Let them know that you're with them, that you're on their side, and that they have your favor, Lord. Continue to bless our church family. Keep on doing the wonderful things you're doing, Lord. We love you. We pray this all in your son's name and all the people said. God bless, guys. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to check us out online at www.newhopechurch.tv and follow us on all social media at newhopechurchtv.com.